Good morning, good morning, and praise the Lord. Here we are at Friday, glory to God, the beginning, hallelujah, of the end of the week. And uh, this is Women of Grace, Voice in the Wilderness, and uh, I'm Sister Jackie, and um, I'm going to be starting a series called Spiritual Warfare from the Harvest Time International Institute. Hallelujah is a Bible college, and we have materials uh, and manuals that uh, we have purchased and licensed. It is, it is my goal that all believers will come to that knowledge of the spiritual realm as well as the natural realm. And this lesson will uh, bring you to that close relationship in Christ and what battle we are facing. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for all that you have done and yet going to do in our lives, O oh Father. We thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace that you have bestowed on us another day. Father, give us understanding, Father, of the battle that we are faced against, O oh Lord. Illuminate our hearts and our mind in your word, O oh Father, and write it upon the tables of our heart. And we thank you, Father, that you are with us and that you send your Holy Spirit to teach us your word. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Well, great greetings to you, beloved. Hallelujah. Uh, we're starting our very first chapter in the Spiritual Warfare Manual. And the title is called The Invisible War. The objectives are, upon completion of this chapter, you will be able to write the, the key verse mem from memory, demonstrate understanding of the natural and spiritual realms, define the word king, define the word kingdom, identify the two spiritual kingdoms, determine to which kingdom you belong, identify the spiritual forces of good, identify the spiritual forces of evil, explain what is meant by spiritual warfare, Identify the reason for the invisible war. Identify the basic principles of understanding spiritual war. And before I go on, beloved, I want you to understand that there is no formulas. There is no um, steps to take when it comes to sp uh, spiritual warfare. We must always be led by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And, and write the word of God on the tables of our heart through memory and meditation. Our key verse from the articles of war is, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Introduction. As you learned in the introduction to this course, there is a great war being waged in the world today. It is not a conflict between nations, tribes, or gov government leaders. It is not a rebellion or a cult. It is an invisible battle taking place in the spirit world. This chapter introduces the invisible world in which every believer is engaged. It is a war where no one wears a uniform, but where everyone is a target. 
the historical and prophetical record of this world is contained in God's Word, the Bible, the natural and spiritual realms. To understand this invisible war, you must first understand the natural and spiritual worlds. Man exists in two worlds, the natural world and the spiritual world. The natural world is that which can be seen, felt, touched, heard, and tasted. It is tangible and visible. The country, nation, city, or village in which you live is part of the natural world. You are a resident in a natural kingdom located on one of the visible continents of the world. You can see the people who are part of your environment. You can communicate with them. You can experience the sights, sounds, and smells around you. But there is another world in which you live. That world is a spiritual world. You cannot see it with your physical eyes, but it is just as real as the natural world in which you live. Paul speaks of this division of natural and spiritual in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 40, and he goes on to say, there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. All men have a natural body which lives in the natural world, but man is also a spiritual being, an eternal soul and spirit. Man is body, soul, and spirit. Your spiritual being, soul and spirit, is part of a spiritual world, just as your natural body is part of the natural world. Spiritual discernment. Because spiritual warfare is just that, spiritual it must be understood with a spiritual mind. In our natural, sinful state, we cannot understand spiritual things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, Paul goes on to say, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. It is necessary to use spiritual discernment to understand spiritual things. Perhaps one of the best examples of natural and spiritual discernment is recorded in 2 Kings chapter 6. It records the story of a natural bat bat battle in which troops of the enemy nation of Syrah had surrounded a small town called Dolphin, where the prophet Elijah was staying. When Elijah's servant, Gazaz, saw the great host of the enemy, he became fearful. Elijah prayed that God would open Gazaz's spiritual eyes so that he can see the angelic host surrounding and protecting them. On this occasion, God actually opened the eyes of Gazaz and allowed him to visibly see the superior forces of God aligned for battle. The story of this battle at Dolphin is similar to present spiritual conditions in the church. There are some, like Elijah, who see clearly into the realm of the Spirit. They know there is a conflict occurring, have identified the enemy, and recognized the greater forces of God that assures victory. There are others, like Gazaz, who, with a little encouragement, 
will be able to open their spiritual eyes and no longer be fearful of and defeated by the enemy. But sadly, there are many people who, like those in the city of Dothan, are spiritually sleeping. They do not even know that the enemy has surrounded them and is poised for attack. Two Spiritual Kingdoms Within the natural and spiritual realms of which we are speaking, there exist separate kingdoms which are ruled by natural and spiritual leaders. The Natural Kingdoms All men live, live in a natural kingdom of this world. They live in a city or village which is part of a nation. That nation is a kingdom of the world. A natural kingdom is a territory or people over which our actual king or political leaders is the sovereign ruler. The Bible speaks of these natural kingdoms as kingdoms of the world. The kingdoms of the world have come under the power and influence of Satan. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 through 9, hallelujah, Jesus goes on to say again, the devil taketh him, Jesus, up into an exceeding high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if you will bow, fall down and worship me. In John chapter 5.19, sadly, reminds us that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Spiritual kingdoms. In addition to the natural kingdoms of, of this world, there are two spiritual kingdoms, the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of God. Every person alive is a residence of one of these two kingdoms. The kingdoms of Satan consists of Satan, spiritual beings called demons, and all men who live in sin and rebellion to God's word. These plus the world and the flesh, are the spiritual forces of evil at work in the world today. The kingdom of God consists of God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, spiritual beings called angels, and all men who live in righteous obedience to God's word. These are the spiritual forces of good. The kingdom of God is not a denominational church. Denominations are man-made organizations of groups of churches. They have been established for practical purposes of organization and administration. Denominations are major church organizations like Baptist, Assembly of God, Methodist, Lutheran, etc. The Bible speaks of the true church, which is not a denomination or religious organization. The true, true church is composed of all those who have become residents of the kingdom of God. At the present time in the natural world, the kingdom of God exists individually within every man, woman, boy, or girl who has made Jesus king of their lives. It exists communally in the true church and wherever people make this world the kind of world God wants it to be. In the future, there will be an actual visible manifestation of God's kingdom. The Invisible War The invisible spiritual war is a battle which involves all men and women, 
because the kingdom of Satan is a spiritual kingdom. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, which is our memory scripture, it reads, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual warfare is not a natural battle between flesh and blood, beloved. It is not a battle of man against man. It is not a visible battle. It is an invisible struggle in the spirit world. It is a battle within and around man. It is not a visible war. It, it is not a visible war because spirits are involved. And we learned in Luke chapter 24, verse 39, that a spirit does not have flesh and bones. Spiritual warfare is a multidimensional, which means it is fought in different dimensions. It is one, a social battle between the believer and the world. John 15, verse 18 through 27. Two, a personal battle between the flesh and the spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 26. And three, a supernatural battle between believers and evil spirit, spiritual powers. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 27. Every person alive is engaged in this battle, whether he realizes it or not. There is no neutral ground. Unbelievers are in bondage to evil and have been taken captive by enemy forces. They are victims of the war. Believers have been freed from the enemy through Jesus Christ and are victors, but they are still engaged in the war. The key verse for this chapter indicates that we all believers wrestle against evil spiritual forces. Wrestling involves a close personal contact. No one is exempt from this battle. No one can view it from a distance. You are in the midst of conflict whether you acknowledge it or not. If you believe it will, it will get better, you are wrong. The Christian warfare never ceases. Where the battle rages. This invisible battle is being waged on earth. In John chapter 10 verse 10, Jesus states, The thief, Satan, cometh on earth, not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Satan fights to maintain control of the kingdoms of the world. He does not want them to come under God's authority. The battle also rages within the hearts, minds, and souls of men and women. Satan blinds the minds of unbelievers and attacks believers in the areas of worship, the word, their daily walk, and their work for God. How the battle started. The invisible war started in heaven with an angel named Lucifer, who was originally a beautiful angel created by God and was part of the kingdom of God. Lucifer decided he wanted to take over God's kingdom. You can read about his rebellion in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 through 17, 
and Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 12 through 19. You will study about it in detail later in this course. A group of angels joined Lucifer, now called Satan, in his rebellion. Lucifer and the rebellious angels were cast out of heaven by God. They formed their own kingdom on earth. In Revelations chapter 12, verse 7, it reads, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, Satan, and the dragon fought against his angels. And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels was cast out with him. Revelations 12 and 9. Lucifer became known as Satan, and the angels which followed him in rebellion as demons. Demon spirits can enter, tor enter, torment, control, and use humans who belong to Satan's kingdom. They motivate evil acts which are done by men and women. Satan directs his demons in their evil activities. He combines these power forces with the world and the flesh to war against all mankind. Reasons Behind the Conflict Man was originally created in the image of God and for the glory of God. Genesis chapter 2 The invisible war against man started with the first temptation in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 3 Satan caused Adam and Eve to sin. This resulted in all men inheriting the basic sin nature and committing the individual acts of sin due to this nature. In Romans chapter 5 verse 12, Paul says, Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. It has also resulted in the invisible world between man and the forces of evil. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 reads, And I will put enmity between thee, Satan, and the woman, mankind, and between thy seed the forces of evil, and her seed the forces of good, represented by the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of sin, man was separated from God and condemned to death. But God loved man so much that he made a special plan to save him from their sins. In John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, John goes on to write, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Through belief in Jesus, confession of and repentance from sin, Men and women can be released from the power of the enemy. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ not only resulted in salvation from sin, it also defeated the enemy Satan. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 8, it goes on to say, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. But if Satan is defeated, why does the world still rage? Following any war, there are always pockets of enemy resistance. 
rebellious troops that would not give up until forced to do so. Although Jesus defeated Satan, we are living in territory which is still occupied by the enemy resistance forces. Understanding spiritual warfare strategies gives us the ability to deal with these evil powers. Satan is trying to keep men captive in sin. Through deceptive motives, he is enticing men and women to temp temporarily lust of si sinful living. He aims for the affections of the soul and spirit, which rightfully belongs to God. In John 10.10, 10, John goes on to say, The thief Satan cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Satan still wants to be the superior ruler. He is waging an intense battle for the heart, mind, soul, and spirit of man. His strategies are directed at God, his plans, and his people. The battle will continue until the great final conflict, which you will study about in the last chapter of this course. The Meaning of Spiritual Warfare Spiritual warfare is the analyst of and an active participation in the invisible spiritual war. It includes study of the opposing forces of good and evil, the strategies of Satan and spiritual strategies for overcoming the enemy. Spiritual warfare is more than a mere analyst of spiritual principles. It includes active participation in warfare by application of these strategies in life and ministry. One of the most effective strategies of Satan is to keep believers ignorant of his devices. Paul says, says it, it is important to know Satan's strategies. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 he goes on to say, Least Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We should learn all we can about Satan's strategies of attack. We must also understand the scriptural basis of victory over Satan and the forces of evil. We are called to, to intelligent combat. Base, basic to the understanding of spiritual warfare is this key principle. You must recognize that all battles of life, whether physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, financial, or with human personalities are only outward manifestations of a spiritual cause. Let me read that again. Spiritual warfare is this key principle. You must recognize that all battles of life, whether physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, financial, or with human personalities, are only outward manifestations of a spiritual cause. Although in the natural world problems may seem to occur through the circumstances of life, the basis of these natural battles is in the spirit world. Read the story of Job, Job chapters 1 and 2, which confirms this principle. We have tried to correct the evils of this world through education, legislation, an improved environment. 
It is not worked because the visible evils of the world are the result of an underlying spiritual cause. They cannot be corrected by natural means. To which kingdom do you belong? In the natural world, a king is the sovereign ruler of a kingdom. All the territory and people in the kingdom belong to him. He has the power of life and death over his subjects. The same is true in the spiritual world. You are either part of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. Either God or Satan has power over your life. One of the parables told by Jesus illustrates that all men are either part of the kingdom of Satan or the kingdom of God. Jesus compared the world to a field. The good seed in the field were, chi were children of the kingdom of God. The bad seed, which resulted in the growth of tares, which are weeds, were children of the wicked one. Matthew chapter 13 verse 38 says, the field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. People enter the kingdom of Satan through natural birth. The Bible teaches that all men are born in sin. This means that they have a basic sin nature or the seed of sin within, within them. Their natural inclination is to do evil. Psalms chapter 51 verse 5 says, Behold, I was sharpened in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Psalms 51 and 5. Romans 5 chapter 5 verse 12 reads, Wherefore, as by one man, man which is Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And Romans chapter 3 verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Because we are born with the basic sin nature, we have all at one time been part of the kingdom of Satan. All who remain sinners remain part of the kingdom of Satan. The whole message of God's written word, the Holy Bible, is the appeal to man to move from this evil kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God. Men are born into the kingdom of Satan through natural birth. They must be reborn into the kingdom of God through spiritual birth. Entrance to the kingdom of God is by new birth experience explained in John chapter 3. There are only two divisions in the invisible war. Jesus said, He that is not with me is against me. Luke chapter 11 verse 23. You cannot be neutral in this spiritual war. You are on one side or the other. Some believers, because of their fear of confrontation with the enemy, try to ignore the war and form a, tra a trace with the enemy. They think if they ignore Satan, he will not bother them. This is one of Satan's main strategies. He tries to render members of God's army immobile by his terror tactics. But there is no neutrality in this war. You are either a victim or victor. The spiritual call to arms is going out 
Are you on the side of good or evil? Are you part of Satan's kingdom or the kingdom of God? To which kingdom do you belong? Are you a victim or a victor in the invisible war? Inspection, beloved. Get your sheet of paper and re-listen to this uh, lesson and write your answers. One, write the key verses from the article of war. Question two, what are the two divisions made in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 44 to 49? Three, what are the two invisible kingdoms in the, in the world today? Four, list the spiritual forces of evil. Five, list the spiritual forces of good. Hallelujah. And this ends. Uh, six, define the word king. Seven, define the word kingdom. Eight, what is meant by the term spiritual warfare? Nine, what is the reason behind this great spiritual conflict? And ten, what is the basic principles for understanding spiritual warfare? Hallelujah. And this concludes uh, 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 chapter one of the invisible war. Hallelujah. Let's talk about the technical maneuvers. One, this course, Strategies of Spiritual Warfare, forces on, on the kingdom of Satan, focuses on the kingdom of Satan and the spiritual warfare which rages between his kingdom and the kingdom of God. The Harvest Time International Institute course entitled Kingdom Living provides a complete study of the kingdom of God. If you are enrolled in Harvest Time and studying the courses in their suggested order, you have already studied this course. If you are not enrolled in a Harvest Time Institute, you should obtain kin Kingdom Living as a companion course to this one. It is important that you gain understanding of both spiritual kingdoms present in the world today. And I did start uh, the, the, uh, the lessons on uh, Kingdom Living, which I will add on to this uh hallelujah chapter one we'll go we'll go over chapter one again we're going to combine these two manuals together so that we have a clear understanding of what uh the lord is speaking to us hallelujah if you would like to receive this manual free of charge strategies of spiritual warfare and kingdom living please write women of grace at disciples.com that's women of grace at disciples.com or you can find me on my facebook page which is jackie grace on facebook jackie grace hallelujah until next time beloved re-listen to re-listen to um this lesson and go over it hallelujah and we'll continue on with this father we thank you for your word father i ask so oh, father that you will bless every hearer that hears this lesson 
And Father, for a special divine protection around them, O Lord, as they study, Father, as they are in boot camp, Father, for this war. Give us understanding and enlightenment, Father, on how, Father, to arm ourselves, Father, with your word, and Father, how to allow the Spirit to work on our behalf. We thank you, Father, for your word of today. In Yeshua's name we pray, amen. Well, beloved, God bless you. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God's face shine upon you as you continue to sit at his, as you continue to seek his face by sitting at his feet and learning from him. Until, beloved, God bless and have a beautiful Friday. In Jesus' name, Shalom.